Hello and welcome back. It's Kate Ward from Zen Stitching and today we're going to have another one of our conversations with artists who are participating in the Making Zen online retreat that's coming up very shortly in about a week. Um, we've got so many wonderful things coming up. I'm super excited by it all and today we're going to be joined by Clarissa and Clarissa Gandhi is the most amazing let me see if I can get the right person here we go um, of maths and creativity and um, I've got a little sample here that I can show you that I must admit what I've made is not half as beautiful as what she can make and oh, here she is hello I'm I'm okay. really well. Oh, How are yeah, you this morning? Good. It's a lovely sunny day in the UK. That always makes such a difference. So yeah, things are good. Oh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I'm so thrilled. I forgot that there was that little bit of a time difference. So you're in the afternoon now, and it's Friday afternoon. I mean, that doesn't get <laughs> and it doesn't get much better than that, does it? As well. So yeah, it's perfect. Oh. How lovely. Oh, wonderful. Summertime, warmth, yeah. sunny, day off. <laughs> day off. Sounds, you. sounds delightful. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. I'm so thrilled you're here and part of the Making Zen online retreat. Um, I was giving everybody a little sneak peek of something that you're teaching. So I had a, a oh, go, but of course, did. didn't oh, follow up. Along. Lovely, Kate. How sweet <laughs> with a little bit of watercolour splashiness behind it. It's lovely. Really lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little watercolour splashiness. So this is um this is an understatement, I think, of the beautiful things that you can create that Clarissa is going to teach you because um you have oh well, have do. you got some samples yeah. that you can so, show us? Um, I've never done a live before, this is all very exciting. So I shall try and get <laughs> I shall try and get everything in the sort of in the viewfinder. So um the one that I stitch in the workshop, sort of under, under the camera, um, is this one here. Yes. Oh, that Just is a very so simple beautiful. one on white paper so that the stitches show up a bit better and everything. But the template that's in the downloadable mm. PDF that you'll access before the session is a template that can be interpreted in lots of different ways. And I really encourage everyone to sort of experiment with it and try out different ways. So, for example, you can just go for a simple six-pointed star which might be nice for christmas cards that sort of thing and um and then this one this one where i was being a bit more adventurous i'm not sure how how well it will show up oh you can just about see the silver as well. oh that's better so um, um is that all silver thread that one there edges, or is it two different and then this kind of curvy triangle <laughs> shape is done in white and I love this one. It's like a kind of um, uh -huh. op art sort of illusion, kind of um, like it sort of zooms. Is it zooming in or is it zooming out? Um, and yeah, and, yes. and you can work on, um, as long as you're working on sort of a heavyish card or a watercolour paper, you can work on sort of any colour you like. So I made a lovely little one on black as well. 
I'm rather taken with. My goodness. And that's and they are all variations yes. of what you're teaching the in the workshops. So you can use the template and, um, wow. and I'm sure you'll be able to find more ways of interpreting it than I've shown you here. So definitely. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's kind of mind boggling, really, when you think about it, because um, we'll have to keep something secret. But the, the template itself is pretty easy to download and apply to the paper but it's how you choose to interpret where you put yeah. the the stitches yeah. which is what starts to so create first, all those beautiful the first thing you need to decide is which of the holes you, from the template that you're going to prick um so you kind mm. of do have to have some idea yeah. of, of what pattern you want beforehand but the lovely thing is you can just print the templates out and draw on the lines with the ruler beforehand so you can ex experiment beforehand before committing to stitching on your precious paper so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just love it and um i think it's so beautiful because i love geometry and stitching and paper and so it really combines a whole lot of loves all in one go and i'm curious to know how you came across this okay, way of so working my thing as you probably know kate is geometry and um i'm a maths teacher and i came to geometric art um, by teaching my students first so I trained to teach in a really creative maths department mm -hmm. and I remember up on the wall on display they had some student work on display and it was these beautiful geometric patterns that they'd done with their students in class and I was totally hooked it was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it I've always been creative I've been to art college but I dropped out and then eventually I ended up maths teaching and I'd never seen this sort of way of doing kind of maths and art together and so I, you know, I learned how to do it, pin them down, so you've got to teach me. Um, and, um, and then when I came to teach my own classes, um, I created resources to use with my students. And those resources are freely available on one of my websites, artfulmaths.com. So there's lots, if you're a teacher, there's lots of resources there to use with your students. So I was teaching a lot of it to my students, but I wasn't really doing it until I discovered um, Islamic geometric patterns and a wonderful teacher called Samira Mian. And um, I went to a couple of her classes and was totally hooked. And then geometric art making became my thing. And I love it because it's a really lovely way, as I'm sure you know from stitching, of entering flow state really quickly. And the world falls mm. away. And it's just you and your piece of art, your compass and your ruler if you're doing some geometry or your needle and thread if you're stitching. And, um, and you enter a kind of different state, don't you? And, um, and I miss that mm. state when I haven't had it for a bit. And I'm in that situation at the moment in that I haven't created for a few weeks and I'm like, oh, I need to. <laughs> yeah, so I discovered geometry and, um, and then created geometric artworks and then I'd seen a wonderful artist called Kellen Nelson stitch geometry onto her watercolors and I was like oh my gosh you can do that too so um and since then I've sort of incorporated stitching into my into my geometric artworks so and it's it's a lovely way of I, I feel that when if I'm just painting or drawing I do have a relationship with my artwork but it's one step removed but as soon as you pick your piece of art up 
and you start stitching it, turning it over, up and down, up and down, in and out, you get, you have a much sort of closer, intimate relationship with it somehow. You become better acquainted with it. I don't know, maybe that's nonsense, but yeah. that's how I feel. And I feel like I really bond with my work if I stitch it as well. It's, um, yeah. 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 I love that. And I guess as um, someone who interacts with cloth generally on a regular basis, I've never really thought about it that way. But yes, I do think that, you know, if you're working on a surface like with watercolour or something like that, there is that kind of, because you're not physically touching it a lot of the time. There's always, you know, there's a tool in the, not in the way, but yeah. there's the tool that you're using to create the marks as opposed the, the direct contact with your fingers and um, I do find that when you're interacting with what you're working on turning it around and seeing it from different angles also changes yeah. how you interpret it which I think is quite interesting because um, I really enjoy working with say um, just marks on paper and fabric that aren't anything in particular it's like cloud gazing for example and you turn it around and you can't see anything and you turn it around again and you still can't see anything and then you'll turn it around again and then suddenly this image will pop out from it and you're like oh yeah. so it really does help if you are engaging and looking at yeah, and in, a more physical in all dimensions way. yeah 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 i love that and never really thought about that before but that it's really nice to be so tactile um with what we're working on yeah i tell you what i wish i had you as a maths teacher when i was doing that i bet not sure my students at school do well that's really fun yeah they're yet to be fully appreciative i'm sure that's it exactly <laughs> and but it, it is quite interesting though because textiles is quite often used to describe quite complex mathematical terms um because i think with your um what you're teaching it's would you i want to say the hyperbolic plane but i'm not sure uh, if i'm um, that's a different hyperbolic parabola is a is a yeah. kind of mathematical um shape that you can stitch in the same way yes it's linked to the parabola yeah it's just a slightly it has a slightly different relationship between the points but yeah yeah yes yes so what were you calling because you had special um a special description a for creating this kind of thing yes it, yeah so, it is a parabola so there's a hyperbola okay. as yeah. well which is linked it's one of the same group of of patterns if you like um more slightly more complicated to create i think um but yes a parabola it is a mathematical um relationship um that you can kind of draw on on a 2d plane and the lovely thing about the yeah. stitching sequence that i'll be showing you is that it creates we call it the envelope so you're using straight lines they create a curve and we call that the envelope of the parabola. Yeah. So that's the shape. I've just been teaching it to my students last week. So <laughs> yeah. I love that's it. Really the envelope good. of the parabola. That's <laughs> your next exhibition title. Love it. I love it. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it, it, I guess um, from your point of view, you see it in the, well, I'm assuming you might see it as, you know, like what it is, but I have this, you know, this amazing um, visual of this envelope that you're literally opening up Ooh, and all yeah, these wonderful cool. goodies inside. <laughs> mm. Well, we shouldn't um, go bamboozle perhaps people too much with mathematical terms and all that kind of thing because it's it it is it well I feel like it's very complex. I'm sure you feel like less or so, but the way the, in the mathematical world, but the way you teach this and what the beautiful samples that you have, you simplify it and make it so easy to access, and you know. Um, to create these really beautiful yeah. products, no if that's a, a way of describing it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think we need to highlight <laughs> that. Because <laughs> everybody's like, oh, I'm not sure yeah. about this. <laughs> and that's what makes it so accessible. I think it really is um, such a wonderful, beautiful thing to like maybe touch upon a bit of geometry, but at the same time just have some fun with a needle and thread and that lovely space that lovely mental space yeah 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 yes exactly yes which is so beautiful and i hope you find maybe a bit of time this afternoon so that you can also enter into that i've got tomorrow marked off for some creating time as well and the sun's going to be out tomorrow oh couldn't Oh, that's so wonderful. And just thinking about sunshine and summer and all those wonderful things that um, they bring, it kind of is a very nice um, stepping point into what you're providing as a bonus as part of the VIP pass. Would you like yes, to share so, um, a little bit about that? It's one of my favourite classes to teach. So uh, as part of the VIP bonus, um, you'll get full access to a recording of my botanical mandala class where um, you do, well, I suppose you could do it without a ruler and compass, but I show you how to construct a really simple grid with a ruler and a pair of compasses. And then um, using tracing paper, you first of all design sort of one sort of arm of your botanical mandala, and I talk you through all that. And then using tracing paper, you go on and reflect or rotate it to create, um, I've got a couple of examples here actually, to create um, a, a lovely oh. botanical mandala. and. Um, what I really love about sharing that class, teaching that class, is that um, I sometimes have students on the class who are really unconfident about, for example, drawing freehand um, uh, or using a compass for the first time since school, those sorts of things. But because um, you only ever have to draw a, you know, a small piece of the mandala and you, you're constructing a really simple grid with your compass. It's accessible really to, to complete mm. beginners. So I just love sort of um, the excitement mm. when everyone shares their designs at the end and they've, they've made something beautiful and they didn't think they were going to be able to. So that's, um, I'll show you a couple now. So this is, um, this is the first one I ever made. So it's, um, it's actually a six fold pattern but it was so i just designed if you like this much of it this slice of pizza here and then i uh, reflected yes. it um, around the six axes mm. of the of the pattern that was drawn 
and so and I always think as soon as you make something symmetric you've made it beautiful really I think the human eye delights in symmetry and um, and so you could you could honestly you could create a couple of blobs and reflect those around the circle and you'd have a um, an aesthetically pleasing result so you really, <laughs> you'll be able to do much more than just blobs um, but you know <laughs> <laughs> and this is um, the one that um, this was um, the second one I drew and in this one you can see that I've oh, left look. that underlying grid I can't see very well highlighted it in gold Gorgeous. and I've left it on as part of the pattern and these were some yeah. from some yeah. foraged finds um, I went on a lovely course about working and making tools with foraged finds and so um, the lovely um, day out in the in the English countryside and these were some of the things I brought home with me some of the many bits and pieces I brought home with me and I thought oh, I'd use them as inspiration so so yes yeah, so if you're interested in that workshop definitely go out and, and find some things for inspiration Yes. Oh my, that, that's just, they're so beautiful. And I really love how in the sec, well, both of them are just beautiful and are the very delicate watercolors and the illustrations that they, that you have in there. And I really like how in the second one, you show the underlying yeah. kind of the, the skeleton structure yeah. of how that it's contrast to kind of the geometry yeah. with then the sort of chaotic beauty of the sort of the organic forms i often i often um, incorporate both things in my work um, because there is an underlying geometry in all of nature's forms but it's not ever quite so sort of hard-edged and perfect that it's there but it's been buffeted by wind and rain and all of those things so you're never going to find a perfect five petal flower and i say perfect in the way that it's perfectly arranged um, around a circle but it would still be perfect in its own wonky mm. sort of fivefold nature so mm. yes 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 in the in the wabi-sabi and that kind of um what you're thinking about that ties in very nicely i think you have one pinned behind you oh, on the yes, wall a little it's a seed, seed of, of life, life that i stitched um it's a stitched yeah. one actually yeah um, it, Beautiful, yeah, and and like you say, is is just this most beautiful combination between nature, which we do see is very organic, but yet underneath it there is this really interesting mathematical way of describing things. So it, that's it was just beautiful seeing how you put together your uh, mandala with the the underlayings underneath as well. <laughs> yeah. So with your um, studio time tomorrow, have you got anything in mind or is it still I've got a couple of pieces to... that I've started and I've got some ideas for where I want to take them. So um, I think it's always easier to get yeah. back into something. Creative practice, if you have a break from it, it can be quite hard to get going again, can't it? It's almost like um, the pressure mm. of mm. making something beautiful is like too much. And um, so I've got some things that I've started and I think I'll just... <laughs> try and finish some things that I've started and we'll see where it takes me because you never know. Yeah, do you? yeah. that's, that's a, a very nice way of thinking about things actually. Um, uh, and before I dive into that mode of thought, we've got a lovely uh, comment that's coming from Art by Keisha and she's saying that you've inspired her oh, most that's recent lovely works. lovely to hear. Yes, yeah, I think she's copied me in on a post but I haven't had a chance to um, 
to um, share it yet, but a, a lovely piece of work by Keisha. So. <gasps> oh, fabulous. Well, I look forward to seeing seeing that. I'll go in and have a look too as, as well. And um, yes, so going back into um, being in the studio and having taken time off, which I think is also incredibly important. Um, there's a, I, I've just recently participated in an artist in residence program and um, I was delighted because I thought, wow, two whole weeks to do nothing but art. And I'm like, right, I'm going to go to the studio and I'm going to do art from sunrise to sunset. And that's all I'm going to do. And as, as wonderful as that sounds, I actually realized that you need to take breaks. You need to step away. You need to let your mind refresh. You need to go and gather inspiration. So um, there is, I find, a nice balance between too much time in the studio where you kind of just, I don't know, you're almost like pushing rather yeah. than enjoying. You can definitely burn out, I think. Um, sometimes mm. when I do, I sometimes do a hashtag challenge for sort of a month or I've done the 100 day project a couple of times and I can sometimes feel very burnt out after after that. Um, yeah, I do just need to kind of veg yeah. on the sofa and kind of recharge really. Um, but at some point yeah, you've got to yeah. almost make yourself get back in there. Um, and, and I think that's sometimes where my hurdle lies is getting started again after yeah. I've burnt out mm -hmm. a bit had my recharge time mm -hmm. i've had enough recharge time really now and i've got to get back in and, and that's that's i find quite hard to do um but sometimes you've just got to start mm -hmm. and start with something really simple i think i think it's picasso's one of picasso's quotes yeah. always comes to me i think he says correct me if i'm wrong i think he says something like inspiration finds you working and yeah and so you might think oh i don't know what to do you know i've got no ideas for a project and you've just got to sit down and just start playing really i think and then yeah. exactly yeah 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 playing for sure and the other thing i've also realized too when it comes to um creative ideas is so this is something i always struggle in my own studio is i'm messy <laughs> I just have stuff everywhere and I always you know I admire these beautiful clean studios you, you see people have and I'm like I just don't work that way even when I was in this artist in residence program I had this massive big desk it was clean to begin with and I realized my process is I had to put all my stuff on the table so, oops, so that I literally had like a small space to work and I'm like ooh, that's interesting to know I work that way but the reason why I'm saying that is because if I have things out, like I have a project here and a project there and some materials over here, I, my mind starts to make connections between these materials and projects and ideas that I wouldn't otherwise do yes, if they were neatly. I think that's very away. true. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so, and that kind of ties back into what you're saying if you've got a couple of projects that you've started. So it's a kind of a, a nice, easy way of kind of like easing your way back into yeah, some hopefully, creativity. Hopefully. We'll see <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, 
Yes, we'll see. That's right, exactly. <laughs> and we've got some, some wonderful comments coming in as well. Um, RT Tuverson, I think it is, is saying, can't get beyond five days in the 100-day challenge. And yes, I must admit, I start off with great intention and I admire people who can actually kind of yeah. keep, keep going. You have to choose a project that has a real simplicity to it, I think. So I often, um, mm. I often re create restrictions. So I will restrict my color palette and I will choose my six colors or whatever it is beforehand. You've got to reduce the amount of decision-making you've got to make each day, I think. And the one where I was mm. most successful, where mm -hmm. I actually worked every day of the 100 days, or at least I posted something new every day of the 100 days, um, was one where I worked on a tiny little square card each day. I bought a hundred square watercolor cards. They were only sort of about 10 centimeters wide. And I restricted my color palette and I also restricted um, the design in some way. So for each one, I just was working in a single circle, but then I could add whatever I wanted to it. So the great thing about that was why I would sit down and think, oh my crikey, I just got home from work, you know, and I'd be thinking, my goodness me, I've got to produce another one, yet another one, sit down. And I could start because I had my six or 12 colors or whatever. So I could just choose a combination of colors that I, that, that I was drawn to. And that was a way of starting. Mm -hmm because I have this restricted palette to mm. choose from. And then I would start by drawing my circle. And I knew the width, I knew the radius it was going to be, you know, all of that was pre-planned. And suddenly then I could kind of make a start. So I would highly recommend if you want to do a hashtag challenge, then yes, create some restrictions. I think it's easier to be creative um, with some restrictions in place sometimes, rather than have, yeah. you know, the world yeah. being your oyster and you know hundreds of colors to choose from or whatever actually yeah yes yes exactly well i th i think then you have overwhelm don't you because you're like oh, what am i going to do where do i even start yeah. and that in itself kind of throws you off yeah and i i really admire hearing that you said that you'd come home from work and you'd still sit down and do it even though you'd been to work all day because um you know at the end of the day sometimes that's the last thing you feel like doing but i bet you also really enjoyed it too once you got over the yeah it was that, you that sat sort of, down and you, you know my little pieces it. would take maybe an hour an hour and a half or so but afterwards i would have entered that space mm. that we talk about you know i would have you know if i'd had a bad day at work or whatever that would all just fall away and um so there's a lot yeah. to be said, I think, for daily creative practice. I've never mastered it apart from the odd hashtag challenge, but I think there's a lot to be said for <laughs> it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I also think, too, that um, with that in mind, being kind to ourselves and realising that a lot, of we, a lot of things that we do in our daily lives can be creative if we choose to look at look at it that way yeah. for example cooking is creative and reading a, a good book you're engaging your creative muscles and and sometimes books can in yeah. further inspire the creativity that can, then comes out even some your fingers like well. scrolling so through pinterest kind of and choosing some pins for a board is creative i think as well i love creating pin boards mm -hmm. on pinterest and that's very creative or just like 
redecorating your sitting room or things like you know things like that all of that is um it's just as valuable creative time i think that's right exactly yeah so it's important to remember those things and um we've got another wonderful comment in here coming in from june who's saying start playing is the key it is it's just having a a play with it all and um, what else we've got michelle's saying you're not being creative unless you have all your stuff out yes agree that it helps our creative minds i have so many things on the go <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what else? We've got another lovely comment from Doodle Dump saying, lovely way to spend my lunch break, listening to people talk about my passion. Oh, yes. My goodness. Well, we have, I could probably talk to you all day, Clarissa, about creativity and your inspiration and our uh, Islamic art and the geometry behind that, my goodness, that must be totally fascinating as well. But I am very mindful of your time. Thank you so much for joining us today and being part of the Making Zen Retreat. For people who haven't yet signed up for the free ticket, pop over to Clarissa's website or Instagram. You can sign up there. And um, if you love the idea of the mandala you can also sign up for the vip pass you get yes, so much amazing stuff, goodness isn't there? really lovely stuff that i've shared as part mm -hmm. of that yeah. yes so it's um if you're looking for some ideas for gifts for the holiday season then this is it and i like to think of it as a gift that you give to yourself for the joy of making and then you can gift your creations to others so it's a it's a gift that keeps oh, it's on been giving. such a pleasure to talk to you kate it's been really fun <laughs> likewise thank you so much have, have a wonderful playing so. in the studio tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> much love to you bye-bye thank you everybody for joining you our conversation today fun.